y'all again for tuning in to the Simply King podcast. Yes, we are here again for another week, and I'm so glad y'all gave me a little bit of your time to, you know, gave me your ears to drop some knowledge and give me some more information. And um, it's going to keep happening. It's a good one. It's a, it's a really, really great uh, topic we're talking about this week. As you've probably seen before, you know, when it came to the banner fly or the cover art for this uh, specific episode, um, what's at stake? And uh, that wasn't a typo. I really meant to put stake. And um, it's because we're talking about food. We're talking about health. We're talking about what we actually put into our bodies and how it affects us and, you know, how we have to make better choices. So I felt the need to bring someone on who, you know, already took it upon himself to change his life around and um, make those better choices. And so I could not only think of anyone else, but my bro, Hassan Moriel, who changed his life around. But you know what? I'm going to let him tell him himself. What's going on, bro? How you been? Peace, man. Peace. I'm glad to be on this show. And, um, yeah, man, this is, a, this is an awesome topic. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, you it know, is. I think that, that black people, you know, especially black men, since we are uh, foundational family, that we need to address and that we need to, uh, to tackle. Very true. Very true. Well, why don't you just, why don't we just start off by telling telling me what made you make this change with your own diet? Okay, so all my life I suffered from asthma, and um, it was always a severe asthma. And um, you know, I remember one of my earliest memories is you know when I was five years old and I was hospitalized from school. Man, and um, I had to yeah I had to get you know the emergency room. And, um, yeah, I was in the hospital from, you know, maybe the afternoon, 12, till, um, till like, 8 p.m. at night, you know, just on breathing machines. So, you know, this is always, it's always been something that has plagued me in a way. And um, I heard about a man, and his name was Dr. Fahey, and it said that, you know, he could cure any disease. And... He had been taken to court by the um, by the state of New York and back in the 80s because in his uh, booklets, it said that he could cure AIDS, HIV, and he ended up winning the lawsuit against the state. So, mm. um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he was big on, well, he is big on, you know, electric foods and uh, food that, have nutritional value because a lot of the foods, you know, doing the research that I did, a lot of the foods that we eat don't have any nutritional value to them. And nutritional value being that they, they feed us and they, uh, they nourish us. And that's why a lot of us were still hungry after we eat, you know, say, you know, fast food or we eat, you know, at a buffet. We still, we just want more and more and more because it's not nourishing us. And, and we think about being full all the time and having this certain feeling, you know, where, you know, you bloated and you're tired and, okay, I'm full now. I can, yeah, I'm going to take a nap now. I got the itis now. And, you know, that's not the way to be. So I wanted to change my diet, you know, because of my breathing issues. just And, you know, just because I just wanted a healthy lifestyle because, you know, I was just getting back into my consciousness. And um, I had lost myself for a little bit. 
Uh-huh. So I wanted to get back to who I was and, you know, start studying, uh, start studying again and, um, and dealing with supreme mathematics and, and, um, and shaping my mind. And I know that I couldn't just do it mentally, but I also had to do it physically. And, you know, I wanted to be like them Shaolin monks. You know, them Shaolin monks, you know, they know how powerful a thought is. And a thought is so powerful because everything begins with a thought. Uh-huh. So the power of a thought comes from, from your mind. So your mind has to be strong enough in order to make that thought into a reality. And so I knew that I couldn't just be mentally strong to really show and prove who I was. I had to do it in the physical realm as well and not just in my mental. You know, I couldn't just be about telling people how to live a righteous way. And then at the same time, I'm still eating hot dogs and hamburgers. Exactly. (laughs) And I got breathing problems and I'm not feeling well and I'm eating just like everybody else is eating, you know. So I realized that food, like the ancient um, quote is that is our medicine. So that's what really got me into that. It really inspired me and um, led me to do more, even more research from there. Hmm. See, I'm glad. I'm glad you. You know, you touched on like, so many, so many different things. And that's, I feel like that's the main part about it. Cause I feel like, you know, being being millennials, I feel like you know, life is kind of. It's very different, you know, compared to our parents and grandparents and things like that. So there's a lot of things that I feel like were introduced to us that we see as, you know, the norm, you know, just the way television was, the way, you know, so many things were just accessible to us. And just having to, you know, fast food, you know, fast food being a very global thing really is very, very new. You know, in most cases, mm-hmm. in most cases, in most places, big and small, you had, you know, mom and pop restaurants, you had restaurants that were, you know, that are now are, you know, are staples within certain communities, you know, you know, the Roscoe's chicken and waffles and the, you know, all these different things that every major city is known for is what people used to go to eat. You know, if you was hungry, you went to to the local food spot, the local diner or whatever it was. And your food wasn't fast. It was real food that you was eating. They had to actually make your food. You know, it wasn't something that just warmed up, put on a bun and gave to you. They actually had to make your food. And um, it was all about having something that was authentic, like actually being able to taste, you know, the herbs and spices that were put into this chicken to actually give it to you. And it was it was, it was, it was very, very interesting. But to talk about fast food, I found this um this diet this kind of like visual aid that Positive Med actually did to talk about ten disgusting facts about fast food. I'm gonna run down run down a few of them. First off, uh basically uh peanut butter apparently is approved by the FDA on average of thirty insect fragments, including rodent rodent hair, per hundred grams of peanut butter. Nasty. Ugh. Uh, shiny candy, like that shiny look that you get on like jelly beans and and you know stuff like that. It's called uh shellac. It's used in you know to improve the shine of wood, furniture, you know, you know all those different things. The same thing they use to shine up, you know, jelly beans. Wow. Yeah. Um. Only you know most of the cheese that we see, it's really only like forty nine percent is actually you know a product itself you know half of it really is you know it's so 
you think you're eating 100% cheese when half of it is really just preservatives, additives, all these other different things. So craft single, you know, need to stay single and you need to leave it alone. Um, <laughs> then you have uh, beef or chicken. Like many fast food chicken items contain beef additives listed as an extract or essence used to enhance flavor and change health stats. So... You know, just like with each animal, you know, with each portion of a certain animal, you have different uh, benefits. Certain um, study shows that with certain, you know, people are always going for, you know, chicken, saying that, you know, it's the healthier choice of, you know, of all of, you know, the major meats that are eaten, that poultry is better. But in certain cases, in certain cases with certain cuts of beef and um, certain, cuts, certain cuts of pork because of uh, really anatomy and biology and just what type of... Uh, you know, elements actually go to that, you know, portion of that animal um, and actually may be healthier than certain parts of the chicken. So that's why they put beef products within, you know, chicken. And it's, you know, for flavor, just so they can, you know, because they try to, you know, play with the numbers of it. You know, it's like, how can I get this fat, you know, this saturated fat down? How can I get this, you know, this, you know, these sodium grams, the sodium gram and amount down? That's what they really do. So they mix things up. And then another one, this is probably the worst one. And fast food's healthiest choice is a salad packed of antifreeze chemical compound called propylene glycerol, which causes eye and skin irritation. So they're basically spraying salads when you sit there thinking, you know, well, I'm going fast food, but I ain't going to go get no, you know, no burger. And then I'm going to give me a salad, you know, but even I ain't going to eat the meat. I'm just going salad, lettuce, tomato whatever else they actually spray you know these uh salads with this uh chemical that comes in antifreeze to actually preserve the crispness of the lettuce nasty uh, and this is the worst one this is gonna be the last one because i feel like this this one that you just need to change the subject on because it get it's too nasty the average fast food patron eats 12 cubic hairs in a given year wow yes and I don't, I don't know why that happened. I don't know if people not washing their hands. I feel like that has something to do with it too. That's why it's a really big thing. Most And it's, and it's, it's sad that you know we have to be worried about you know sanitation when it comes to food because you would think it's common sense. But I feel like there's so many different things that go into making people disgruntled at work, their work environments, working hours, a lot of different things make people really not give a damn. But that's, you know, I feel like that's no reason for people to, you know, have to eat something that's bad for them. But um, so when it comes to, because uh, I remember you were saying something very, very vital to me. that I felt like, you know, it was a very, very uh, reflective thing when it came to culturally. And you were saying that you were telling me about how um, basically back in the day, our forefathers, you know, if you're indigenous people, you can gotta trace your lineage back and it ends up in Africa, that a lot of us, we aren't eating what, you know, the original people that we come from eat. So, and that has a lot to do with why we, you know, have so many, so many, you know, biological, you know, effects and issues and um, stuff that's just going on. Can you like, you know, touch on that and tell me like, what you, what's the research that you found on that? Like about how historically we should eat certain things, you know, from certain places. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So a lot of the research I did regarding Dr. Sebi was he talked about how each person on this planet Earth has food that 
they are supposed to eat uh, naturally and that are, you know, give them what they uh, need physically and um, nourish their bodies. And not everybody is supposed to eat everybody else's food. Mm. Black people specifically, we come from a hot climate. Many of us come from a warmer climate. And we come from, uh, you know, just the best part of the planet Earth, basically. You know what I'm saying? That's why everything that the world needs, the world trades, comes from Africa. Whether it's diamonds, whether it's food, whether it's minerals, you know, all of that, if not most of it, comes from Africa. So, basically, the best things for us to eat are things that have nutritional value. And we already know what, you know, has nutritional value. We just, you know, don't eat it. You know, mm. things like uh, fruits, lots of fruits, lots of vegetables, broccoli. You know, I remember growing up holding my nose, you know, so I would be able to eat the broccoli. Yeah, home. yeah. You know what I'm saying? My mom would tell me to, you know, hold my nose so I wouldn't be able to taste it. But these are things that we're supposed to be eating. We're supposed to be eating a lot of good foods for, you know, broccoli, brown rice, um, peppers, onions, uh, cayenne pepper is something that's so great for you because it basically clears out your system. It breaks up mucus in your body. And most of the causes of disease are mucus, um, poor blood circulation, and um, poor bowel movement, you know, because a lot of us, we walk around with all this waste inside of us that never goes away. And it just stays there and it just collects and it just literally becomes a part of us. So, you know, when you say somebody full of full of it, you know, they, they just might be. <laughs> 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 you know yeah, you're right. You're um, right. So, but, you know, the, the best foods for us to eat, especially black people, black people are talking to you, you know, other people, y'all can get down with this too, but, you know, the first people we got to teach is our people, you know. So the best foods for us to eat, you know, bananas, nuts, um, uh, berries, strawberries, you know, apples. You know, these are these are things that you know you should be eating. You know, just good stuff for you. Mushrooms, uh, mangoes, foods that are rich, foods that have color to them, uh, yams, sweet potatoes, you know, uh, zucchini squash, all, all these different things, you know, grapes, this, it's a list of foods. There's so many great foods for us to eat and we focus on a, a small a small portion of food that we have in our diet. The typical American eats mostly cereal, meat, and dairy. That's most of our diet, look in the day. Because in the morning, we eat cereal and milk. That's cereal and dairy, grains and dairy, okay. Then, we go throughout the day just eating um, basically non-nutritional uh, non, uh, bread, you know, because it's been, you know, grafted into white and, you know, it's been, you know, taken from its original place and, and put in, you know, bleached, you know, all these chemicals, preservatives put into it. And um, now we're eating, you know, stuff with buns and um, some, some filthy meat. Because the meat that's ground up, it doesn't, you know, go through a process to where it's properly cleaned. So the cows on the chopping block, they can go through that whole, you know, 
you know, process of being killed on an assembly line, which is, you know, incredibly filthy when you think about it, you know, not just horrifying just to think that, wow, people, you know, living creatures are killed, you know, on a chopping block. Exactly. And then, you know, processed and then packaged and then, you know, barely cleaned, you know, it still has fecal matter in it. You know, they still have fecal matter because when something dies, you know, it releases everything that's within its body, you know, um, whether it's urine, whether it's uh, fecal matter, whether it's, you know, what, whatever was inside of it comes out. So all of that has waste in it. And most people think that the juice that they're, you know, that they're sucking on in a steak, you think that's that juice from the actual steak. You know what that really is? That's really uric acid found in all types of urine. So the same mm. uric acid that you pee out of, that's the same uric acid that you're sucking on on a T-bone. <laughs> so and you know you know that that's that is nasty that is nasty i really don't have anything to say but that's nasty but like it's interesting it's, <laughs> it's interesting that you you know because i i'm that's that's one thing that you know when i made this this podcast one of the criticisms that i got was you know hey rod you know make sure you know you know, it's good that you need to include everybody. You know, let's not be, you know, the angry black man. But I agree with you. We got to take care of, you know, we got to take care of our people first. Because I feel like, you know, when you just really put it all up in comparison, we are the least, you know, knowledgeable on things in life that we really need to know about ourselves, about ourselves, right. about the world around us. So I'm, I'm all about us first, but I'm still going to educate whoever wants to hear the information. And... Mm -hmm. Also, just when it comes to what you were saying about the different ethnicities, I believe, I believe, and I'm going to look up, I'm going to really look this up too, but I believe a lot of it, you know, because if you think about it, I feel like a really large reason why, you know, African-Americans have so many different health issues is, you know, it's definitely because we are, you know, a displaced people. Um, you know, yes. we are, you know, a whole, especially if you're African-American, we are a whole new, you know, displaced piece of diaspora that, you know, really didn't mean to be here type of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. and so we had to kind of like deal with what we dealt with. It's interesting that, you know, early on we created this thing, you know, this whole brand of food called Soul Food. I actually seen a, a very interesting uh, documentary called Soul Food Junkies. And it was a guy oh, who... Me too, me too, bro. You, you watched that? And if yeah, you, I watched you, that too. If you remember, and what was interesting about it was this man, he was... Uh, Basically, you know, it's always a myth saying, you know, eating too much soul food is unhealthy for you can lead to all these different things just because of, you know, the during that same time, it was so many men and women who were, you know, coming in, coming with, you know, diabetes and a lot of different, you know, diseases and ailments that have, you know, plagued the black community. And uh, what he really found, and I really, I really believe he was on to something was it wasn't soul food alone because a lot of soul food. I feel like, you know, there are certain practices that are, you know, definitely unhealthy if you eat a lot of it, you know, using lard and putting a lot of different, you know, fat and pork products in it, of course. But there are actually a lot of soul food, you know, items, food, you know, meal items that are very healthy for you. It's a lot of vegetables. It's a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. This is the way you cook them that, you know, really affects, you know, the nutritional value. It's the combination of the soul food and the processed foods that's led, I believe that's led to a lot of, you know, these different ailments. You know, when you've, 
you know, eating, we eating um, on most occasions, every, especially, you know, people who have traditions of eating every Sunday, eating these really heavy, um, hearty meals of soul food. And then throughout the week, you're eating, you know, fast food, you know, uh, microwavable uh, meals, and, you know, quick fast, hungry man, all these different processed meats and processed cheeses. And um, it's, 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 it, I feel like, you know, we really have to be mindful of that. Another thing that my, uh, my old roommate, he, uh, he always, he never liked dairy. He really never liked dairy. And I didn't really realize that until I started to live with him. Um, and he told me why he didn't like it. And he was, you know, you're, he's a really eclectic guy, but he's really deep too. And it might be a real simple, funny reason that he may give you, but it makes you think like, damn, why do we do that? And the one thing he said to me was, he was like, don't you find it funny that um, humans, the only only species on earth that drinks something like other, like drinks another species milk. Like nobody else does that. Like you don't, you ain't gonna never catch no lion drinking no zebra milk. You ain't gonna never catch, you know, a tiger drinking out for elephant. You're not gonna see that. Why are we, you know, and we have the most, you know, common sense out of all the, you know, animal species. Uh, they say we do. <laughs> they say we do. And we uh, we actually are drinking from almost really from you know from infant all the way until we grown drinking you know what I'm saying milk from an animal and I find that interesting because it's like we really don't have to especially with all these different alternatives almond milk coconut milk nature has given us milk we don't need to get milk from an animal I, you know our mother's milk you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It goes on and on. It's like we naturally have this, but we felt the need to not only find milk within other sources, being from goats and and uh, and cows and things like that, but also we've created a whole several different industries from it. Now you have yogurt, you have yogurt, you have cheese, you have butter. You know, it's it goes on and on and on, and it's now a part of different people's culture you know it's kind of like you can't cook something without it you know racist Paula Dean you know everything every recipe she had had a piece of butter in it no matter what it was and it's and it's all you know I feel like it's all connected to why we are in the state that we're in when it just comes you know just uh, why we feel the way we feel and why we are the way we are why people are so overgrown because I've been thinking it's kind of crazy you know when you find in like you know, middle schoolers and things like that, and they like six and seven feet tall, just extra big, and people are developing so early and all these different things. And I feel like it really has a lot to do with the food we consume. Because I feel like it's not just a trend that just happened out of nowhere, but I feel like the steroids they put in these foods translate into, you know, foods, you know, things that, you know, actually occur in byproducts in our bodies. And another thing, uh, I, want you, I want you to tell me what you think about this. If you came across it in your research, I also read that um, with the, uh, the treatment of animals, you know, cows, chickens, pigs, all these different things. You see all, you know, commercials. It's people on campus who pass out pamphlets to let you know what's really going on about, you know, just animal treatment. Uh, they say that, you know, when you kill an animal in that way, in those, you know, inhumane ways that actually, you know, it stresses them before they pass, you know, before they kill them. And that stress, you know, just like anything, it tenses up the meat. It tenses up that, you know, that product that they're trying to create. So that stress and stress is an actual, you know, actual chemical thing, you know, and it translates through that meat and stays within it. and It's not going nowhere. And you end up consuming that. And so now you're trying to figure out why you feel, you know, depressed for no reason and and sick for no reason. 
when in actuality it was because of this, you know, what happened to this, you know, this this animal that you got from, you know, that's why it's been this whole, you know, marketing campaign talking about, you know, friendly treatment on packages, farm raised on packages of meats, um, you know, and I, I find that crazy that they had to do that now. But we'll talk about that later. But tell me what you think about. Did you come across anything when it came to this the treatment and, and the treatment affecting the meat that people consume? I found um, there's another documentary on Netflix that my wife and I was peep, uh, peeped out. And um, we were watching it. And uh, basically, it showed how the animals are killed. It showed how the pigs are killed. It showed how the chickens are killed. And the cows, and also the conditions which which they die in. Mm. Pigs, they're either bolted in the head with the bolt gun, or they're... Um, put in scalding hot water and boiled alive. Whoa. I mean, these are the types of things that they do to these animals before they die. Like, And people don't really realize it. However, if you call the actual people who um, kill the animals, so you, you, know, you get a piece of meat and you call that hotline and call the number because it's your legal right to as a citizen, you can call them up and you can speak to a representative and they'll tell you and answer any questions that you have as to how the animal was killed and if the animal, you know, really was raised on a farm. But the thing is, people just don't do it. And they know people aren't going to do these things because the people who buy these foods, you know, are, are, you know, normal people, people, you know, who have jobs, people who have careers, people who are trying to, you know, feed their families. So, you know, their initial feeling is not going to care about how the animal was killed, but, you know, caring about how to feed their family. But you have to realize that, you know, you can't just feed your family physically on a physical level. You have to feed and nourish your family mentally, physically, and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the same thing happens with animals. When that animal dies in those conditions, you're you're giving all that all that animal experience, even though it's dead, it's going on to, you know, whoever you're feeding it to. And that's why, you know, people walk around mentally dead because, you know, most people eat poisonous animals, poisonous animals. You know, you know, um, it's, it's, it's really sad when you think about it. Like a pig, it got the nose of a dog, you know, the ears of a cat and the tail of a rat. You know, and then we wonder why people going, you know, walking around looking crazy. And then we wonder why. <laughs> it's serious, man. You're right. You're right. I was behind it because, you know, we wonder why we walk around with all these different ailments. We don't even know about the things that we eat. We don't even know what that we eat eats. Pigs, you know, eat anything. Typically, they'll eat their own children because. What happens is these animals are compacted in such small spaces, so there's constant waste, there's constant... It's basically like how black people were on the slave ships times 10, because we were compacted on top of one another. You know, we couldn't go to the bathroom. We were constantly chained to, uh, to each other. It's basically the same way for these animals, and once they're... Uh, once you know one of them dies, they're still going to be living with that, and you know flies and animal, other animals are going to be decomposing around them. The actual the pig will eat its own child, 
because pigs constantly eat because their digestive system works on a three to six hour basis. Mm. So they don't fully digest their food properly. You know, they, they really don't digest their food. Or it's not three to six hours, it's three to six days. So they'll, they'll um, get rid of something almost a week after they ate it. So they, it's still in their system. If they eat something that's poisonous or something that's rotten, and they're constantly eating, so they constantly have poison in their body. And, you know, a cow, it eats hard things, just as beans. But a cow, you know, is more so cleaner to eat than a pig because it has four stomachs. Um, so it gets rid of a lot of the waste that it has. But the, a lot of the chickens, the chickens nowadays are, you know, three times bigger than they were, you know, when when our parents were children. When our parents were first born, chickens, you know, typically weighed less than 20 pounds. Now they weigh more than, you know, almost 25 pounds now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. It is. And that's an average chicken. An average chicken because they feed these chickens all these different types of things that they've never eaten before and these chickens' breasts grow humongous and then, you know, sometimes the chickens have heart attacks and collapse and they die just like people who are eating these chickens. So I feel like, you know, the, the energy... Because energy can, you know, neither be created nor destroyed. That's the first law of thermodynamics. Yeah. So that that same process, that food web that we learn in science class, that's real. All these things are real. Everything is real. So we have to take that into consideration when we're feeding ourselves, when we're feeding our families. What's more important? Um, that we get this thirty minute meal done and that, you know, our kids, you know, they, they eat this food or whoever we're cooking for or yourself eat this food and okay we're done it's, it's a quick dinner or do we get back to that you know looking what's on the package calling up and researching how the animal was destroyed because these animals are destroyed you know they they are destroyed that's not being you know euthanized or you know killed kindly there's no such thing really so these animals, a lot of the times, are destroyed in horrific ways. So you know that all that energy, all that negative trans, uh, trans uh, transmutations, those go on to the people that eat that. You Very know, true. Because you're eating that animal spirit. Very true. And like uh, what I would add is, um, I just I just watched um, the other day. I actually watched an um, interview with uh, I think it was I think his name was Nuri Muhammad. Uh, one of uh, mm-hmm. and um, they, he basically was like still speaking about you know the Jester else you know Million Man March, and he was saying and it's interesting because you said slow down and really pay attention, and it's interesting mm-hmm. one thing he was saying was when it came to black parents, that in, in most cases, uh, men were uh, we, we as a two if you have a two parent home it's a black family we're only spending about forty one you know minutes on average with our children mm-hmm. and um and that's sad you know well we don't even have an hour you know to really you know do things and i feel like just from big business and i'm gonna actually put these last two you know talking points together because i feel like they really are key now i see a connection a correlation and it's we really have to slow down i feel like nowadays you know just from big business the way work is the way so many different things it, it makes us really really fast-paced people if you live in a very large city, I feel like once you go to a place that is a lot slower moving and people take their time to do things, that's why people, you know, I would say it's slower in the South. 
because people really actually just, you know, you know, farming was a big thing and being patient, just the simple, you know, a sense of being patient was a kind of like a Southern thing. So people didn't, you know, it wasn't no rush, you know, people going to be understanding. They understand, you know, we, we just take your time and do what you got to do. The seed going to grow, the plant going to be there when it get there, you know, but in other places, mm-hmm. larger cities, people are really moving. So people with kids, people who just got high demand lifestyles are, you know, choosing these fast food options, choosing, you know, looking certain, looking to these, um, these different, you know, quick, quick serve different restaurants, you know, cause certain things just aren't, certain, everything isn't fast food you know, put in that fast food category, but, you know, quick serve period. So that, you know, that includes Subway and all those other things too, that people don't really think of to be, you know, a fast food place because they don't sell burgers. But we have to look into all these different things, really view the nutritional facts of everything you have. In most cases, just from, you know, FDA standards, you know, they have to actually show you these things and actually give you this information and it has to be accurate or they will definitely get in trouble. The sad part about that is, is that they actually, you know, are using different marketing techniques and different, you know, chemical uh, manufacturing techniques to actually, you know, try to get those numbers in their favor. Understand everybody, big business is big business. They need to make the, they need to maximize profit. That is the most, that's probably one of the first things you'll learn in, in a business, a business principles class, you know? The basis of the basis and the objective of any business, no matter what type of business it is, is maximizing profit. Even if you're a nonprofit, that is the max. That is the goal. Like we, even if we're not keeping them, like we trying to make the most money, so we can do whatever we need to do with it. Even if you are a nonprofit, trust me. And so, what they do is they study. They do like a lot of this. You know, research and development has a lot to do with researching new ways and creating new ways to you know cut corners. And that, you know, that happens with everything, not even just food, but it happens specifically for food. So trust me, people don't give a damn what you're consuming because you're just a a person, you're a number. And because you consume it on such a a frequency and with other things, there's no way for them to really trace it back to you, you know, trace it back to them. It's like, yeah, you know, you might've died of hypertension, you might've died of diabetes, but you didn't just eat McDonald's. So you just can't say we killed you. You see what I'm saying? And that's the that's the sad part about it because we, because we ate, you know, because I lived 22 years of my life, ate McDonald's for let's say a good strong 15 of it. And now I'm diagnosed with diabetes. I can't really say much, even though I know, mm-hmm. even though you can say that, that definitely contributed to why I am in the position that I'm in. Because at at some point, Uh that's all I was eating. That's all I felt that I should eat. It was fine to me. It was cool. And I always used to say, I used to say it all the time. You know, I got my degree in marketing. So it's kind of like, I always used to say things like, I bet if McDonald's came out tomorrow and said, all of their meat is alligator meat or it's not real meat, I'd put money on it. People wouldn't wouldn't stop eating it. Because it's like, well, I've been eating it. Oh, well, it is what it is. And people, you know, and and we, people got you got to get out of that mindset. We can't just take what people give us. You know, we have to actually know yeah. what we're consuming and actually question it. Always question things if it don't if it don't seem right. Question it. You know, like I, like discussion we had earlier. I feel like if you sit here and you go you pull up to a drive through and it's t- they have to tell you and have to have a sign that says a hundred percent something, all mm-hmm. such and such, only this and that. 
what 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 did you expect? That should be common sense. That's not that's not the type of marketing I'm wanting to see pulling up to a Taco Bell saying 100 percent beef because it's gonna make me question what was it that I was eating and 100 percent beef isn't so specific to me. It, it isn't. It's just telling me it all came from a cow, but it isn't saying what part of the cow is coming from. So I can think I'll be eating meat. And a lot of us don't even know that. A lot of us don't even know what cut of meat, what cuts of meat are and all these different things. Mm-hmm. We just eat it just because we assume that it is what it is. We can't, mm-hmm. do, we, we can't do that, people. We really can't do that. We really had to read the packages on our foods. If you look at a lot of this, um, you know, a lot of folks in college, I know I'm going to hurt your dreams. A lot of people go and they buy, <laughs> the, buy that great value chicken, buy that, you know, the Tyson uh, chicken right. and things like that. If you go into it and see red meat and all this other stuff, and it's um, horrible. It's terrible. It's not even. It's not real. And if you, it's if you, not real. If you actually really take your time and look at what it is, and look at how it's shaped, and look at you know once you thaw it out and you know just the the fake skin that's you know put on it, and the fake you know gristle and fats that are actually put onto it, just to make it seem even realer than what it is. You never seen a piece of chicken. You never seen a piece of chicken that looks like that. You never seen a piece of chicken. So I feel that if everyone take your time, even if you got to reframe your budget, you know, because because mm-hmm. trust me, it's sad, but it's the truth. Things that you know are healthier for you, that are better for you, do cost a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You go to these fresh markets and Whole Foods and things like this, you will be paying for what you're paying for. But it, I feel that mm-hmm. it's a sacrifice that you should make to actually, you know, better your life, you know? Um, so, uh, and um, I guess just uh, when it comes to just last words, I really want you to uh, just tell people, I guess, how and where they can find a few things, restaurants, better choices, you know, especially in the Atlanta, in the Atlanta area. Um, just stuff to look up, stuff to try out. Tell them what they can do with themselves to kind of, you know, break into this new lifestyle of eating better. Most definitely, brother. And I also want to touch on what you said, too, about, you know, big business, because you keep mentioning big business. And the thing is, people, what you guys need to realize is the fact that these businesses don't care about you. They don't care about you. They don't care about their families. They care about their family. And they care about putting as much money in their pocket as they can so that they can afford to get their family whatever their family needs, even though their family is already good, you know. The problem is a lot of these things that should be regulated by the FDA and then things that should be just written on the packages um, saying how the food was made, telling the truth and letting the customers know and, you know, giving customers proper respect when they're buying these foods. These people are being bought and sold on a daily basis by big business. Most of the people on the chair on the um, seat of the FDA board and on and on the Chamber of Commerce, also were former uh, uh, vice presidents, uh, secretaries, uh, VPs, um, had all these grand titles of uh, companies like Tyson's Chicken, um, companies just like Purdue, all these great uh, manufacturers of processed foods, people who used to work for ConAgra, which owns uh, Taco Bell and Pepsi, PepsiCo, um, Coca-Cola. P- these people were, were members, board members, and still have stocks and bonds and still do dealings with these organizations even after they leave. 
and go into working with the government and for the government and being in charge of these government agencies that are supposed to regulate the food. So what you need to realize is that the research you're going to have to do on your own. However, it'll be you getting your power back because 85% of the people are easily led into the wrong direction or hard to lead in the right direction. You have to make a choice whether you want to be a part of that 5% that's really making it happen, that's really teaching people, educating people, and basically saving yourself. Because these companies, these businesses, these organizations, they don't care about you. They only care about what they have to gain because to you, they're, you're just a percentage, you're just a number, and you're just some extra dollars, you know, in their pocket. And, you know, I just wanted to touch on that. My bad for going on that rant right there, bro. No, no, no. I know how it is. I know how it is. You, you, yeah, you just, you, you, you know what I'm saying? You just touched the cord within me when you was talking about big businesses and, you know, when you was talking about all that because at the end of the day, you... You know, the people are the ones with the power. You can either choose to build with your power or destroy with your power. You can either build with the power, which is most of the time truth that we're giving you, or you can choose to, you know, disregard it and destroy the truth and, you know, be like, well, you know, them chicken, that, that, them Purdue chicken snacks are good. You know, I guess, you know, it's not, oh, I'm going to eat it once a week or, oh, I'm going to, you know, you can't you can't justify killing yourself. And that's what we need to realize as black people. We can't justify doing the wrong thing all the time because eventually it's going to it's going to catch up with us. And we're going to have, you know, going to have to answer to ourselves, to our family, to our loved ones and the people around us for making poor decisions. You know, you think the woman that's, you know, 60 years old, that's been cooking soul food all her life for her family, you think she wants her family to see her with a cut-off leg? Mm. You think, you know, you think she feels crazy how this all could have been prevented? And the thing is, when you shop at these healthy places, even though it's expensive, even though it can add up, you're saving money in the long run because you're going to be spending all that money if you keep up with a bad diet. You're going to be spending the same exact amount of money and more, believe me, and more on health bills, on going to the hospital, on surgery, on medication, on all this type of stuff because this is the cycle. It's not only just the prison, the pipeline, people. It's also a food. It's, a, it's also a factory to a dinner table to hospital bed pipeline, too. So it goes from the factory farm that they have where they're feeding, you know, nowadays they're, they're feeding tilapia fish. They feed them corn. They feed them processed corn. When in history has tilapia, has fish, underwater sea animals ever eaten corn. Really? You know, this, really. These are the kind of people we're dealing with, y'all. These are the kind of people we're dealing with that just try to make a buck off of anything. If they could, they would try to sell you air. You know, mm. so you got to realize that in order for all these things to, you know, not affect you and not affect your family, you got to be conscious. And conscious, you know, you don't have to you know, be chanting and, you know, have, you know, chakras and, you know, be, be like, you know, you know, be awesome, crazy stuff. You know, be, be burning incense. You know, people got to take off their shoes when you come in the crib. No, you ain't got to be like that, man. 
you just got to have a certain way of life and you just got to be aware. You know, when you when you pick up something, read the back of it, please. Read the back of it. When you, when you uh, go to a restaurant, ask what, what they make or what they cook uh, the food that you're eating with. And, you know, another thing is I don't want people to, to get the wrong message, too, about this, brother, because a lot of times people can, you know, take the wrong thing. You know, you could give somebody so many, so many jewels, but people are going to take the worst part of what she said because they're so used to getting the worst part of day. No, take the best part of what we said. The best part of what we're saying is if you're going to eat certain foods, eat the best of it. Don't eat the lowest on the on the uh, food chain. Eat the, eat the top. Eat the, eat the best because you deserve it. You know, we're constantly being fed uh, poor materials, poor values, poor morals, poor food. So, you know, you reap what you sow. So all that stuff comes... And, and we basically reinforce everything that, you know, we're constantly being given by outside forces. We need to realize that you are the one with the power and you can control your life. And, you know, simple things, just as, you know, reading what's on the back of uh, the package that you're about to consume. You know, just you have a brain, use it. You have a mind, use it, you know. And great places you could get great food. You could get great food basically anywhere. Everywhere there's great food. And I'm not saying um, like in every neighborhood because, of course, there's disparity between, you know, you know, urban inner city neighborhood where, you know, 95% black people and, you know, you got another neighborhood, you know, downtown that's, you know, 95%, you know, 98%, you know, white people. And, and such, and, you know, they have all the Whole Foods grocery stores. However, you know, what we need to do is we need to take charge. You know, black people especially need to pull their money together and need to, uh, you know, say if there's not a healthy grocery store in your neighborhood, uh, buy that property. Because a lot of properties in, you know, mostly black neighborhoods are abandoned. You know, nobody's doing anything with them, and they just go... Um, unnoticed and they're just eyesores for, you know, 20 years or however long people choose to not even mess with it. So instead of going outside of your neighborhood and going to a Whole Foods, which is great because they have great food and, you know, going to, you know, any neighborhoods like that, build your own grocery stores. It's time for us to take charge of our health and wellness and, and say no more and demand demand from uh, these companies, demand from ourselves, most importantly, that we need to uh, pull our money together and, and create healthy places for our children, for us to eat, and for us to, to nourish our bodies. And one great example of this is in the West End of Atlanta. The West End of Atlanta is a very historically black neighborhood situated by historically black schools, such as, you know, my man, he already know about this because he comes from the same stock I come from yeah, yeah. I'm going through right now. Clark Atlanta University formed in 1987 from Clark College and Atlanta University, Morehouse College, Spelman College, ITC. Great institutions. The West End is a historically black, uh, historically black neighborhood next to historically black institutions. 
And so, you know, this this is a great example. They have a black bookstore. They have uh, two vegan and vegetarian restaurants. One a restaurant called uh, Soul Vegetarian. And Soul Vegetarian is a great restaurant. It's, uh, it's divided between a bar and um, a cafeteria-style seating. And the food, the food is pretty, you know, I haven't tried it, but my wife said, it was, you know, it wasn't bad. Um, she said the juicing is, is extraordinary. It's very good, the juices and the smoothies that they have, and it's really good for you. And um, there's another place. And this place is, um, if you're in Atlanta and you make it to, you know, you have time to go to the West End, you have time to go downtown, go to Soul, um, not Soul Vegetarian, go to Casillis, you know, Go to go to Tassili's Raw Reality. This is probably one of the best places in Atlanta to grow. You know, I'm telling y'all. And um, it's just really good food. They make the best kale wraps. And, you know, black people, we love having things with soul. We love putting our heart and soul in things. But this word, food, word. it really... It really... She really puts her soul into it. And we have to get out of the misconception and um, the misnomer that soul food has to be greasy, soul food has to make you want to go to sleep. No, soul food has to nourish your soul. And that's why we associate grandmoms and we associate our grandfathers and we associate our family with this soul food because our families nourish us. They nourish us spiritually and they nourish us mentally. Um, Not a lot of the times these food nourish us physically. However, it's that same combination of mental and spiritual that, you know, connects us with, you know, the, you know what most people call soul food. You know, most people don't realize that soul is soul. You know, the soul that I'm really talking about is the heart and soul that people put into what they love doing. You know, when you're eating food like this, you know that the people that made it are putting what they love into that food and you, you feel it spiritually, you feel that connection. So... I really recommend Casillis. Another, uh, it's really a, um, a dining service. It's called Raw Earth Cuisine. Um, R-A uh, Earth Cuisine. These people, I met them at a, um, I basically met them at a, a food festival, a vegan food festival, vegan vegetarian food festival. Um, shout out to the Black Society of uh, Vegetarians in Georgia who organized the event, um, it was wonderful. Their food was amazing. They make African-style food for, you know, all my Ghanaians, all my West Africans. They make this type of style of food. However, they they put their heart and soul in it, and they, you know, cook things with the pink salt. Um, it, it, it's just wonderful food, wonderful people that, um, that own the business. And um, there's also another business. It's called the Vegan Dream Donuts. And the man is usually outside of the Phillies and he sells his donuts, he sells his baked goods. Y'all, you need to get with my man, my man Roz <laughs> Isis. My man Roz Isis. My man is on some Rastafarian type of stuff. My man, he, he got the long dreads. He ain't playing. So when I first saw him, I was like, yo, he's selling donuts? I don't know. You know, I was looking at my wife like, you know, when, you know, you with your woman and, you know, you giving her that, I don't know about trying this. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you that's know real, what that's I'm real, saying, man? man. Like, I get you. Like, 
you know, there'll be somebody trying to sell you something on the street, and it'll be like, this is good to beat you. You know, you got to look at your woman, you know, be like, yeah, she on the same page as me. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes it'd be, it'd be a crazy situation. But, um, yo, this dude makes amazing donuts. His donuts, uh, he'd he be selling them for like three for five. You know what I'm saying? Great deals on his on his donuts. However, he makes them vegan style. And uh, he makes a Cinnabon. And, you know, you don't feel heavy after you eat it. And that's it's what like I love dairy, about it. So it's like dairy-free, like gluten-free, all that, huh? It's, it's vegan, brother. Like, because he told me, his family, he's from New York. So his family, you know, had a tradition of making donuts. And so he found a way to make them vegan. You know, of course he didn't tell me his recipe. You know, he was on that, you know, I have to kill you type of shit. <laughs> my best curse. No, you good, you good, you good. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, of course he's all that type of stuff. But yeah, man, he was real dope. And another place that I recommend that is a co-op. Um, it, it's it's similar to a Whole Food, except everything that they have is organic. People get the misconception that just because you're going to a Whole Food, just because you're going to uh, Trader Joe's, that everything you're getting is organic. No, that's not true. Sometimes. Some of the good, some of the uh, produce that you get is um, is GMO sometimes. But however, it's a high grade GMO if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, you know. But you know, you just have to look, you know, because there's always if something's organic, this is the way to really see if it's organic. It's gonna say USDA on a sticker in black and white, USDA organic, and that's how you know it's organic. However, um, there's this place called Southernanda. And Southernanda is a wonderful place because it's a co-op, so that means it's owned by the community. So it's owned by people who become members. So once you become a member, you own it. You you own a piece of the actual uh, actual uh, supermarket, and they sell all organic stuff. And um, it's in uh, downtown Atlanta, um, uh, four six seven Moreland Avenue Northeast. So it's, it's a real good place to go to. And last but not least, another place um, my wife and I had the opportunity of uh, getting their wonderful uh, muffins and wonderful uh, cupcakes was Misty Moments Vegan uh, Baked Goods and Sweet Treats. It goes under the name Butterfly Kisses. Butterfly Kisses, y'all got some amazing good baked goods. Um, just, just great, uh, great people that run this, run these uh, businesses. Great people that own these businesses, and um, all of them are, you know, mostly black owned. I don't really know who owns well, Seven Nine that is owned by the community, but of course, you know, it's all different types of people that you know are invested in that supermarket, you know. But um, the rest of the businesses, the black owned businesses, and um, you know, I feel like more of us need to take that initiative in making and creating businesses aimed at feeding our people because our people need to be fed not just physically but also like I said mentally and spiritually and feeding them you know um, those three ways and also giving them nourishment that they need and you know making a profit too it's what I call just capitalism you know, righteous capitalism, and I, and you know, that's what those businesses to me stand for and represent. And um, when whenever you're in Atlanta or in the Atlanta area, definitely check those people out. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 
And I feel like you said it all, bro. You said it all. Because my last, my last <laughs> talking point was even better. And you, and you, I feel like you sailed that ship on home. And I feel like everyone, I really appreciate everyone for, you know, giving us uh, some attention, giving us some time, and just actually, you know, marinate on all the information given. And if you got to play it back, stop, rewind, whatever you got to do, mm-hmm. go ahead and do that because you want to, you want to, change your life you want to get these things done if you you know i've always said to people you know instead of sitting here saying you know let me get in shape for you know spring break get in shape for life do better for life you know don't let's not let's not let's not you know try to you know put conditions on why we need to do better for ourselves you know i'm gonna do better just so you know i can get these blessings so some something good can happen for me and do better do better because it's the right thing to do and um, bring that positive, bring those positive vibes into your life, the positive energy, and um, and good things that feed your soul, fill you up in all different ways. And definitely, you know, look into all these different places. If you're listening to this and you're not in the Atlanta area, definitely check out other places. You know, just look up your new, you know, any farmers markets, any fresh markets that may be in your area. I know I'm, I'm currently in Chicago. Mariano's is like a second home. It's amazing. It's like Whole Foods on crack. Um, and it's like you walk in and you feel like you can smell the realness of the food. And it's, it's like they just got so many options for you to have. No matter what you, anything you can think of that you can need is in that place from fresh, from fresh, you know, fresh meats and breads um, to all the way to, you know, fresh uh like olive oils and different things to you know actually cook with and um so just look into that um you can subscribe subscribe and um subscribe on TuneIn app on the apple podcast app uh definitely you know check out lifeisking.com if you want to just see other things i've got going on my blog got my blog about to you know become real heavy with my blog writing getting back to my writing you know just really kind of attacking them and you know putting some things i believe i keep seeing in this world into words um, and just, you know, bring putting them all out, putting them all out and um, just bringing a whole new perspective, trying to, you know, be that new voice of the generation that I feel like we need. And I appreciate you. You are, you are brother. Uh, you thank are, you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, bro. But I really, I really appreciate you giving me, <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate you giving me your time uh, coming in, you know, joining, contributing all the knowledge that you have. And we definitely, we're going we're gonna to do this again on, um, uh, even if we got to do this in another in-depth part you know on something specific or whatever it may be but i know i love i love your contributions and what you have to say and how you say it and um so i really appreciate you we're gonna be back again next week and um next week we're gonna actually uh talk about uh zodiac signs zodiac signs yes and this whole stigma that goes along with zodiac signs of people really can you know choosing and controlling their lives and the pros and cons of those things and let's really break down why we do that and um so tune in next week for that and um thank y'all for listening we'll be back next week love y'all peace